Support us by supporting our sponsors, Built Bar, protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get $10 off your first order. My name is Joe DiBiase. I am on the clock in a fantasy football league to pick where I pick. And I'm Jordan Hanskin. And I am still getting used to working normal working hours. The nine to fiver? Earlier. Well, I guess so. I guess now I'm not even working normal working hours because I'm working early working hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my day typically starts at 745. And this is the Lockdown Sabres podcast. 745 is pretty early. I would say you're working earlier than the, the, average, uh, the average guy, I would think. It's probably right. I think most people, I think most uh, offices work like eight to five, though. Yeah. And you have a longer, you have a longer lunch. Yep. Um, So we got a bunch to get to on today's podcast. We've got number nine in our Sabre 50 list. We've got a lot happening in hockey, a lot happening in the NHL. We've got uh, the Black Lives Matter movement to talk about and how it pertains to hockey. We have got an interesting question pertaining to the playoffs. I saw a piece from Greg Wyshynski today on ESPN uh, talking about Marc-Andre Fleury and his being benched. For Robin Leonard. So we'll get into the Vegas goaltending situation a little bit. And the fact that the former Sabre, Robin Leonard, is now the Conn Smythe favorite, according to DraftKings Sportsbook. How, how does that sit with you? Could you imagine a two-year stretch? Right after they leave, Ryan O'Reilly wins the Conn Smythe. Back-to-back, Robin Leonard wins the Conn Smythe. That's, that's, that's a win for Tim Murray. That's, a, that's a, got to be a stinger for Sabre fans, though, right? Is it a win for Tim Murray, though? Because they weren't sure. as good when they were here. They were good, though. One was okay. better than the other. Um, but, yeah. I mean, I've, I don't know. If I were Tim Murray, I'd be sitting back being like, yeah, it'd be pretty cool if, uh, you know, someone built their teams with those two guys. Oh, wait. I could, I, also, I could also spin zone it and say, well, why did you – if we had such great players, why did you fill the rest of the team <laughs> with crap? And then we still lose. So I really think Tim, yeah, Tim Murray was a good blue line away from building a damn good hockey team. But not only did he not build a good blue line, he built one of the worst ones I've ever seen. Honestly, if he had (laughs) built an, if he had built an average blue line, that team probably would have been pretty good. Um, But they weren't even close to that. Zach Bogosian, by the way, even out there making moves. It's like, could, could anything crazier happen? Did you see that goal? Zach Bogosian's going coast to coast in the Stanley Cup playoffs, playing on the top (laughs) pair for the Tampa Bay Lightning with Victor Hedman. I I, like, I could not believe my eyes. Like, like, okay, what am I really watching now? I mean, there are former Sabres trotting around everywhere in these playoffs. We made a team of Ray McNabb's on Vegas. I mean, William Carrier's on Vegas. Yep. Uh, Leonard. Comfer. Comfer still played Leonard. Yeah, yep. so that's three on Vegas alone. Nikita Zadorov. Comfer and Zadorov are both on the Avalanche. Yep, Bogosian. Um, I think we, we've dropped a couple, uh, you know, we, former Sabres. But yeah. we still got a decent, decent crop uh, trying to win the Stanley Cup that used to – you should don our crappy Navy. And, we, and we did an episode a couple weeks ago. We pinned the Sabres, the current Sabres, up against a team of former Sabres in the playoffs. Um, and I think it was pretty close. I forgot who we said was better. 
But um, we said the Sabres are better because okay. they have better top end. I think we thought right. that Ryan O'Reilly would have a tough time carrying a bunch of midliners. Yeah. He had like Joel Armia, like was his best winger. Like, and that's fine, but. You know, Reinhardt is – say what you want about Reinhardt. He's a better offensive player than Joel Armia is. Um, Olafson might be – Olafson, yeah. Even Skinner is more accomplished than, like, Zach Cassian was on line two, I think, for that Sabre team, the playoff <laughs> team, um, which is pretty rough. So, uh, so yeah, that that's going on. We will talk more about Leonard. We'll talk more about what his situation is right now with Vegas um, in a little bit. Let's start, though, with – what has gone on in the NHL and really just it's more a sports wide question with the black lives matter movement infiltrating into sports, the Milwaukee bucks stepping up and being the first team to say kind of out of the blue too. Like they did it 10 minutes before their game five against the Orlando magic in the NBA, where they said, we're not coming out. We're boycotting this game in the name of protest for Jacob Blake in Wisconsin. And the fact that his, uh, the the cop that shot him seven times in the back, you know, charges have been brought against him. The Bucks say we're not playing. NBA teams follow suit. Then baseball follows suit. And kind of like just a typical NHL style. Like I did give them some credit in the past couple of months for being more forward thinking, being more progressive in this, in this restart. But for the most part, this is what the NHL is. This is usually what happens. The NBA is the league that's way out in the front with progressive issues. Uh, and then the NHL is just dragging all the way last. Like other sports will follow. We saw tennis stars yesterday pulling out. We saw Major League Baseball teams pulling out. We saw the WNBA pull out right after the NBA. And hockey went on playing. And like, I don't know, did it feel weird to you that they were even playing games last night? Because for me... I'm like looking around, there's no other sports on. Everyone else is, you know, protesting, boycotting it for Jacob Blake. And here's the NHL just like, yeah, we're just going to keep playing. Yeah, I was I was surprised. I just thought, you know, it, it sends a better message to not play. Um, I don't know what the NHL's thought was. I think maybe they just didn't act quickly enough. Um yeah, I, I was I was surprised by it. I guess the best way to put it. Yeah, and then today you've had Evander Kane, uh, Matt Dumba, Wayne Simmons, Sabres forward Wayne Simmons. Um, all of them have been speaking out, kind of calling on the NHL to do better. And part of that hockey diversity alliance that has been, honestly, from what it, it sounds like. They have been finding a very tough time gaining any type of traction, any type of influence in the NHL. Uh, like, and the NHL created this in order to, you know, help them along with like issues like this. And then when they're trying to, you know, have any sort of movement, whether it be as something as simple as putting the Hockey Diversity Alliance logo on the ice, the NHL is like, no, we're not going to do that. And it's just kind of little things like that, that I, I think, you know, it, it's feel, it always feels to me the NHL doesn't take it seriously until it's a bad PR uh, stunt. Mm-hmm. I mean, that kind of reflects on, I mean, they did postpone the games today and tomorrow, they did. Yep. which is, I think, you know, better late than never, I guess. Um, yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, the issue itself, I think, hmm. 
it deserves a lot of discussion and it deserves a lot of, I think that there is one right side. Like obviously the, the best answer is people should not be killed in the streets, regardless of, you know, whether they're facing criminal charges or whatever they, that's an American right that you get trial by jury and people have been denied that right. And I think that that's, that's like the most important thing by it. I think there are a lot of Republicans, Democrats and Republicans that agree with that sentiment. You know, I think that really there's just like this really vocal minority that believes differently and they're just, you know, loud. And like, I feel like it's sad to think that, you know, um, black people in this country and, you know, people that feel like their rights are being infringed, they hear this really, this, this minority that is louder when I actually think that this is not necessarily a partisan issue. It's mm-hmm. really like, just like trying to weed out the, the really, really um, wrong people. Cause like, I bet those people that feel that way, that's not just, you know, partisan. It's not just only Republicans feel that way. I bet there are Democrats that also um, have racist uh, views. Like, I think that it's not, it's not a party thing. It's not a political thing. It's just like a human decency. And I think that they're just like more, there are more good people in this country and they need to be louder and they need to be more vocal and be more supportive in this situation. Yeah. Well, well put. I, I think that you're right. Like I, so I was at work today working at WGR and today I was answering a couple of phone calls and you know, you, you'll get once in a while, the angry guy that doesn't want politics in his sports, but right. Like you almost kind of put it there. It's not even really politics. Like it, it is and it isn't. Like it almost isn't because it's almost a human rights issue more so than it is a political issue. Um, and you know I shouldn't bash on hockey too much for this, but again I just always hate when they're lagging behind the rest of the, the rest of the sports world. Um, and like today, like I actually Barry Trotz. Like there are individuals in the sport. Like you're saying, like that the, the good people should be made louder than the ignorant people. And I think that's right because like today Barry Trotz came out and he was very heartfelt about the issues going on right now. And that he hundred percent is back. It, like this is his player's decision and he is backing them 100% if they don't want to play. Um, and you know, like we've seen that in other sports, like doc rivers was very emotional with that. And Evander Kane has been on the forefront speaking on behalf of the Hockey Diversity Alliance in Nazem Kadri had, you know, comments today saying that, you know, signs and words are great, but those eventually get stale. Like we still have not done any action in this league um, towards social injustice. And then, you know, like, again, I don't want to always bring up the ignorance, the ignorant guys, but then you've got Elaine Vigneault today, coach of the Philadelphia Flyers, whose quote was, I really have no idea what's going on in the outside world. And it was all he had to say about the them not postponing the games at the time they had not postponed the games. And I'm just like, dude, can you be more – can you at least – I don't even need you to understand everything that's going on, but could you at least know what's going on? And maybe it's not your job because you're a hockey coach, but – I don't know. Like that, that kind of stuck in my uh, craw a little bit. To me, that to me, that's I think the PR department saying, "Don't say anything stupid." But is someone in his ear saying, "Like, hey, like you got to say something"? Kind of is stupid, right? Like what he said was kind of stupid. It's just so out of touch. 
yeah. that you know by by trying not to say something stupid, he ended up saying something even stupider. right. <laughs> yeah, like it's just like because like what are you living under a rock? Like I know you're in like you're not you're not like on jury duty. They're not you know they're not like taking away your TV so you can't don't have access to the news. Like I I don't know. I think that that's that was that was a silly comment. Um, but yeah, it's just. I mean, I, I think it just comes down to, I think we said it, you know, kind of with the George Floyd thing. It just comes down to people just being better to each other and kind of just like understanding and trying to at least have a little bit of empathy. Um, I, I, that's just, that's how I want to put it. I don't want to say much yep. else. I don't think there's, there's much else to be gained from my perspective on this matter. Um, I would just say, listen to every side. Um, and you know, follow what your brain thinks. And if you think, and then just, uh, you know, just be supportive. That's, that's how I'm going to put it at the end. Got it. Love it. Um, <laughs> all right. We will, uh, we will take a time out here. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the Vegas golden Knights and what's going on in their goalie room right now between former Sabre Robin Leonard and, the incumbent Marc-Andre Fleury, who had really been the face of their franchise since the beginnings a couple years ago with the Golden Knights. We'll talk about that a little bit when we return. But first, I want to take a quick minute to talk to you about rockauto.com, a family business serving auto park customers online for over 20 years. With the ever-increasing number of makes, you've got Fiat, Kia, Subaru, Toyota, I go all on and on and on, models too. It's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Is your Odyssey an LX or an X? Like it's questions like that. And wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer. Choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry, you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. They have everything you need, in engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com, always reliably low, cutting out the middleman. It's the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. When you get there, write locked on in their how-do-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Joe DiBiase and Jordan Hanskin back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. We've got a former Sabre that we've already talked briefly on, uh, Robin Leonard, who has been playing very well for the Vegas Golden Knights in net since he got the nod game one in their qualifying round series, or not their qualifying round series, their first round series. Um, They have, you know, they're tied 1-1 with Vancouver, and I still think this is a series that they should win. They're still favored to win this series. Leonard did give up five goals to the Canucks on Tuesday night. But if you look before that, a shutout against the Canucks in game one, he played really well against the Blackhawks. Um, How many goals did he allow? Six, seven, 10, 11. We're talking 11 goals in five games. I mean, pretty good numbers from him, save percentage-wise as well. And all of that has made him the now front runner to win the Conn Smythe trophy for the playoff MVP. He is the favorite now over Nathan McKinnon to win that trophy. And 
what we've seen in the last few weeks is kind of how could you do this to Marc-Andre Fleury or how could you not even give Fleury the benefit of the doubt to let him get game one against Chicago because he deserves to have that first crack in net. And this is kind of what this is the tail argument in sports. It's loyalty to the guy who's been there and done it versus the guy that you probably think is better and a better player right now. And I wonder where you fall on this instance of this argument, because I feel like sometimes like you don't always have to fall on one side. I think I generally, me personally, fall on the side of the guy who is better, and I don't care as much about what you've done for me six years ago. And the other factors that we should, I should probably present in this, this story, too, is Alan Walsh, the agent for Marc-Andre Fleury, tweeting a picture on Twitter of Flurry getting a sword through the back. Um, so that happened. And then you've got Greg Wyshynski from ESPN, who I very much respect, writing an article today talking about how Flurry deserved to start these playoffs. Like, he's been the face of the franchise. You've got to let him get the first crack at it. And for me personally, I, I don't agree with that that way of thinking. How much how much worse has Flurry been than Leonard? Uh, this season, it's been pretty significant. Um, Leonard, if I'm just going by save percentage, um, and for career, Leonard is .05 better than Flurry, which actually is a bigger difference than you might think. Leonard ranks actually in the top half, well in the top half of the league in save percentage in the last ten years, whereas Flurry is well below that average. Um, for this season, it is Flurry at a nine oh five save percentage uh, in forty nine games played. Leonard, um, he only played three games for Vegas. He had a nine forty in those three games in the regular season for Chicago. He had a nine twenty, and then in the postseason so far. Uh, he's at a 9-10, which is about average. That was inflated a little bit by that Vancouver loss the other night. But, I mean, those are the numbers. So I would say Leonard's been better um, and maybe even, like, a good amount better. Yeah, I think that it's totally fine. I mean, think about when the Capitals won. They started out with Grubauer in that. And oh, Braden yeah. Holpe, you would say, you would say, oh, Braden Holpe deserved to get the nod um, because he's been the Capitals goalie for so long. Um, and he ended up actually carrying the Capitals to the to the title, um, mm-hmm. but I think uh, I think that there's I have no issue with playing the hot hand. I think that's smart. I think that that's you know wise. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't really have an issue with it. Um, obviously, I don't root for my own sanity to win the Gon Smythe, but uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he he does deserve the job. You know, he's played really great, and um, I do think that it's a it's an awesome story. Even though, like, as a Sabres fan, I'm disappointed that it didn't go better here. Um, it it is an awesome story to watch him, you know, face all his demons and be able to, you know, move past that. I think that that's I mean, the world. The world needs more stories like that lately. Yeah, no, you're right. It's it's good to bring up like where Leonard has kind of come from, where he was in a dark place 
during his time with the Sabres, not because of the Sabres, but because of his struggles with abusing alcohol. And the fact that he's gotten here to where he is sober, he's got his life in order. Um, he's been had, he's had his life in order now for like a, a year and a half plus now. And the fact that he's the, the number one goaltender, at least for the time being on the Stanley cup favorite. Like, I, yes, I, I understand like as a Sabre fan and I'm sure Sabre fans are hearing this right now and thinking if Robin Leonard wins the con Smythe, like I, I can't, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Because if you go O'Reilly Leonard winning Stanley Cups and being the MVPs of their teams into playoff runs, that's going to sting. But for him, it's a cool story. And I've always, me personally, I've always argued that he's been very good. And that was including his time here. So for me, there's maybe a little confirmation bias going on too. But um, no, but again, like this is, this is something that I'm just usually going to side with. I don't really care that Marc-Andre Fleury won the Stanley Cup you know, however many years ago. So, um, I, you know, he's, he's a situation in himself. I think that he's not quite in Jonathan quick territory, but I think he's been overhyped because he won two Stanley cups. I really should say with the penguins, he was the backup for the third. Um, you know, I, I feel like an average goalie would have won two Stanley cups if he had played that many years with Crosby and Malkin in front of him. So I don't want to, I don't want to discredit flurry too much. Cause I do think he's been a good goaltender. I just don't think he's this hall of fame talent that some people build him up to be. And I didn't think he was deserving of the number one shot. So, um, we're, last thing here on this, on this Leonard is a free agent at the end of the year. I'm not saying for the Sabres because I think actually we've brought it up and neither of us think there's any chance in hell he's coming back here, but if you were a team like Carolina or Edmonton, uh, and this one is, it's a tricky question to answer because there's added factors with Leonard off the ice um, with his history. But are you comfortable with his game at this point to give him a long contract? Um, I, I would, I think he deserves it. I mean, I, I was surprised he didn't get one last year. I think he was too. Um, I, I would be fine with bringing him back to Buffalo. You don't think there's a chance that you could bring uh get like the LeBron uh coming home video for for Leonard after he went, he's going to bring the Stanley Cup to from Vegas. <laughs> he's like he's like it's just it's it's I it's, yeah, I got all this unfinished business here. <laughs> that would be wild. Um, but yeah, oh, I, I don't see it happening. I think yeah. I, I would of, I would like a him here. memories. No, I would too, but I, I think for him, I bet there, I bet there's not a lot of you know pleasant, uh, yeah. fondness for Buffalo. Yeah, pro- probably not, probably not. All right, well, when we come back, we're gonna have number nine on our Saber fifty list, the greatest individuals in Saber history. I am up for number nine. I put a poll up actually earlier, uh, asking fans what they thought. Um, and I don't, it's not, I'm not going with the guy that was number one on that list. Uh, we'll talk about that when we come back. First, though, I'm going to take a quick minute. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually, we just brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like, I lost my mojo, or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. The whole process is straightforward, simple, 
simple and discreet. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan if medication is appropriate. Roman will ship it to you with two with free two-day shipping. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash XXX and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash on. NHL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's getroman.com slash locked on NHL. Getroman.com slash locked on NHL. You've counted on restaurants. Now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you food you're craving right now, right to your door. Ordering's easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app and select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left at your door. Zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order. When you download this DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNHL for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Welcome back at Sneaky Joe WGR on Twitter for myself, Joe DiBiase, at JR Hanskin on Twitter for Jordan Hanskin. We're back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. We continue on with our all time, or our, our Sabres 50 list the 50 greatest individuals in Sabre history, the greatest figures in Sabre history, whatever you want to call it. Number one was Dominic Hasek. Number two, Gilbert Perot. Number three, Lindy Ruff. Number four, Rick Jenneret. Number five, the Knoxes. Number six, Rob Ray. Number seven, Rick Martin. Number eight, I almost said Colin Miller. Obviously, uh, Miller is Ryan Miller, um, <laughs> not Colin Miller. Um, but anyway, number nine, Nathan Page. Number nine is not Nathan Page. Uh, it is not best bottom tier defenseman in Saber history or bottom pair <laughs> defenseman in Saber history. Although if we did that list, Nathan Page would be high on it. He was a great bottom by, pair defenseman. By God, is that Mark Andre Grignani's music? <laughs> Mark Andre, oh, the, the the stat on Grignani every time his name comes up. Last Saber to lead them in a playoff series in points. Um, He's a hero. Unbelievable. (laughs) Uh, Number nine on our list. I put a poll up asking fans what they thought. Uh, I put up three options and then an other write-in option. The three options were Pat LaFontaine, Rene Robert, and Danny Gare. And Rene Robert and Danny Gare got the exact same amount of votes, both 18.2%. Pat LaFontaine ran away with the poll at 61.3%. And I understand why fans want Pat LaFontaine in there, but I am going with Danny Gare as number nine on this list. I really truly believe that it should matter to this list what your role is and whether you stick around and you are, you know, active in the community and with the team long after you're gone. And Danny Gare, I mean, he hasn't been on the team and hell, he didn't even finish his career with the Sabres. He was traded to the Detroit Red Wings for Mike Felino in 82 and then he played and at age 27 by the way um 
you know, you play 20, age 20 to 27 and you get your name in the rafters, it's a pretty good job. It's because he was so amazing as a player. He went on to Detroit and was pretty good there too. But Danny Gare gets it because of the combination of he was a phenomenal player. I think really arguably, you know, for four or five years there, uh, he was – again it's tough for me to to make this comparison because i didn't see them play but it feels like he was right there with rick martin as the second best sabers player on those amazing 70s teams after perot and i wonder you know he got maybe he got snubbed a little bit from not getting a a spot in the top line because of the french connections existence um he scored 56 goals in 79 80 and i mean i don't know if he was doing that with perot or not um i wonder but he was an amazing player. First Sabre to score 50 goals, by the way. Or no, Martin would have been the first, but he would have been the, the next one. But he led the goal, led the lead, led the whole NHL in goals in 79-80 with 56 goals. 503 games for the Sabres, 500 points, including 267 goals. And then, you know, Danny Gare is as around as anybody. Like, he lives here. He's on those broadcasts once in a while. He was briefly on um, on the Empire Sports Network as a color analyst and in the studio uh, for, for uh, as studio analyst between periods. Uh, I don't know. Danny Gare is just like, hey, you need someone to go out to a golf tournament? It feels like Danny Gare is there. You need someone to go sign autographs at a bank it's for, some, for some event? Danny Gare is there. He's just he's always around and uh I, I'm I'm giving him props for that. So I'm putting him at number nine. Yeah, I'm good with that. Um I I'm, like you, I understand why the fans would want LaFontaine. Um but I probably do better, think that he, he drops a Yeah, but I think he drops a little bit in my mind because of his short stint as the president. Ooh. I don't not know if that, that, that affected that your book. decision at all. It, 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 you know, I, I wondered about it because we don't really know what happened. So it's hard to put it all on him. But, that's true. That, that's true. That's but very true. That's at the same time, he did the same thing with the Islanders. Like he was the Islanders GM for six months and then mysteriously resigned. So I, 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 yeah. I don't know. I, something, something whereas, fishy is going whereas on. Gare, whereas Gare, you know, has been a staple in the community for a long time. Um, LaFontaine is kind of that like, I mean, he played on all three New York teams, which is interesting. Like, yep. but he played for Buffalo, the Islanders, and the Rangers. So, like, I feel like he's a he's definitely Islander. a saber. He's definitely a big saber, but he was like a massive Islander, and he was, you know, yep. Rangers was smaller stint, but yep. you know, he he played for a lot more teams. Where Danny Gare, I feel like, is one of those Mister Saber guys, even oh, though he, he played for the Red Wings. He is a Buffalo Saber. Like, he's one of those guys. Yeah, he's just one of those guys where it's like, yeah, Danny Gare's on the short list of Sabre people. So I think that if you had to, you know, if make the tough call between maybe what's a better player and what's the more Mr. Buffalo guy, I would go with the Mr. Buffalo guy. I think mean, yeah. that's a good call. Um, we'll see if LaFontaine gets into our top 10. We got a big, Jordan, you got a big decision because you round out the top 10 with 10th and we've got two guys who's three guys. If you want to include Tim Horton, but I don't, he wasn't here long enough for that. I think you got four two guys, guys include Nolan Pratt. Oh my God. <laughs> You've got, 
You've got two guys who have their names in the rafters, and Rene Robert and Pat LaFontaine, only one of them is going to the top 10. So we'll hear from Jordan on our next podcast on who that number 10 is going to be. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. we got to get into that, that Sabres prospect poll that we had last week. Uh, we've had things kind of pushing it off and pushing it off, but we'll get to that uh, coming up here soon. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in, and uh, we'll be recording another podcast tomorrow, so we'll get that to you uh, either tomorrow or the next morning after. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This has been the Locked On Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase and Jordan Hanskin, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.